Welcome to HomeWise, a podcast of Highlands Ministries. Wisdom is essential in building a strong family and home life. Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears it down. I'm Steve, and I'm here with Kara Murphy, my wife and the mother of our 10 children, ages 3 to 20. I've been blessed with a wise and godly wife, and over the years I've learned that Christian women appreciate her perspective and need encouragement to rise above the folly of our culture and be home wise. Today on the Home Wise podcast, uh, we want to talk about something that's probably very appropriate right about this time of year for most of you ladies, uh, especially homeschooling ladies, and that is keeping home school expectations in check. I picture this monster trying to climb out of the closet, you know, and this lady who's all stressed and her hair is bedraggled and, you know, she's got kids pulling on her and she's got one foot up against the door and one hand up against the other door and the other hand is making lunch, you know, and she's trying to keep this door shut, keep the monster in there. And that monster is homeschool expectations. I think that's because you've seen that happen. Oh so many my times. goodness! Well, I I will have to confess, as I have done before, my oldest is twenty to you, and I believe we started homeschooling at birth. So for the past twenty-two years, not a single year has begun that I haven't thought, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I even, um, I mean, as 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 uh, recently as. Just about six months ago, you know, we've graduated five children, <laughs> and I literally thought, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this. <laughs> and I was at that moment, I believed it completely. <laughs> yeah. um, so homeschool expectations. I think expectations is a great topic because uh, it's been one of those lifelong lessons for us to learn. Started out when we first got married, and we didn't even know we had expectations of marriage, right? Oh, my. We didn't know until those expectations were disappointed, and we became very upset about that. We didn't even know we had them. And um, that's true a lot of times in homeschooling. We don't really even realize we have these expectations. And for me, I think it all started... My apologies to the Ferris family. They're very light. They're very lovely people. But my homeschool expectations all started when we were first married and I was at Cedarville University in elementary education and I had to do um, a paper on homeschooling. I mean, I, I chose the topic, but you know, I had to write this paper. And I went to the library and I got a copy of the magazine, The Teaching Home, which isn't Teaching Home, it's not even published anymore. And on the front was the Ferris family, um, and that was when, at the time when Mike Ferris was running for office. I don't even remember what position, but he was running for office. And they were, at that point, they had nine children, I believe. And they were all dressed in coordinating red, white, and blue outfits, <laughs> you know, because he was, you know, running for political office. And I think that picture, like, set up a level of expectations that was just crazy. And, and I am sure that they, they, if they had told me the rest of the story and how they got that picture and what things were like, I'm sure I would have had much more realistic expectations. But as it was, I looked at that cover and it was like the holy grail moment, you know. Bah! 
this is what I want. <laughs> I want coordinating dresses and. Thus, <laughs> the expectations began. Right, and that's when that monster uh, was birthed in that closet, <laughs> trying to come out to devour me. No, every every time we have uh, spoken to homeschoolers, especially moms, or been at a conference, we've been struck by uh, how high. Uh, unrealistically high the expectations are because everybody's disappointed. Yeah. Everybody's down on themselves and what how they're doing. You know, unless they're just a really good moment. But most of the time, most of them live in a constant state of fear that they're not doing enough or that they're forgetting something or their kids aren't going to do well. Mm-hmm. And these expectations are just not in check. Right. And and unfortunately, when the expectations are un unmeetable, you basically set up. You can't do anything but fail. Mm-hmm. You know, if the expectations are so high, or if they're so multi-dimensional, yeah. <laughs> I say that because sometimes uh, moms, it's not so much that they want their kids to be like this level of smart. It's more they want to study 493 things this year. Yeah. And, the, you know, I mean, you can't, you will fail. Yeah. Because you've set the expectation so high that there's no way any human could actually reach that expectation. And sometimes they put that on their children, but much more frequently they put that on themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that does just set up a cycle of discouragement. So expectations come from all over. They come from within our, our own heads. They come from our experience Yes. Uh, growing up. Or they come from uh, grandparents who say, well, are you testing them? Right. Uh, or friends, you know, maybe your friend's a teacher uh, or... Uh, somebody in the school system and you know well what are your standards are you you know are you following this this curriculum mm-hmm. or, uh, or this, um, are, are you covering everything you're supposed to cover <clears throat> that's a big one you know I, I love the idea of covering everything I mean how can you not fail that one <laughs> Certainly, yeah. you know <laughs> you do think about this stuff and, you, and there's a measure of ridiculousness when we're thinking logically about it, yeah. when we're in the middle of it and we're emotionally thinking, um, it seems very, um, it seems very realistic. And what's wrong with us that we can't meet? So, so when it comes to expectations, I always want to ask the question: Who are we trying to please? That's a good one. Unfortunately, I think for most homeschool moms, their worst enemy, enemy is themselves. It's you know whether it used to be we used to get catalogs. <laughs> Um, now I guess we just look on the internet, but you know it used to be you'd get the big glossy catalog that outlined all the things you were supposed to supposed to quote unquote do, be doing with your children, and you know you had your mental checklist in there uh, that you developed from looking through those pages, and then you know from there that's where you found out you were a wretched person who couldn't do anything yeah. right. <laughs> you know I mean that's that's what you that's what you believed about yourself. You know. So, um, how do you set, you know, it's easy to talk about unrealistic expectations because they abound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hard part is, how do you create realistic expectations? Sure, and if we were to boil it down, I would always want to go back to uh, what I heard Vody Balcom say. Um, God doesn't require you to raise brilliant academicians. He requires you to raise godly children. But that's not homeschooling, honey. Uh-huh. We're talking uh-huh. about homeschooling. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's foundational, honestly. It is. It is. And I, I know it's hard to remember, but it is true. Yeah. It is absolutely true. Now, that does not mean that God 
does not want us to have children that are brilliant. Right. Well, that's good because we have some, so, you know. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, what are we going to do? We're in trouble now. But um, I do think it is all about the priority and the um, why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to lower expectations to the lowest common denominator and say, see, that's all God wants of you. You can do this. Right. We're all supposed to be um, unschoolers who don't direct our children's learning at all. Right. And if they learn it, they learn it. And if they don't, they don't. And so now we're spending our days in our jammies all day long. Yeah. But if, but if you're going to have your first expectation, yeah, the one that trumps all the others, mm-hmm. it has to. I mean, if you are a, if you have any conscience at all as a Christian, it has to be that your children are godly children. Yeah. It can't be anything else. No. That has to be the first. That has to be the one. It, it just has to be on top of everything else. Well, it, because if it's not, then you're trying to serve two masters. Yeah. And we, we hear, we've heard this refrain in the homeschooling circles growing i would say is this idea of godly and godly and mm-hmm. and unfortunately i mean on one hand godly godly encompasses everything so mm-hmm. you don't have to have an and yeah we're not gnostic right but so um, so godly can mean but if we're that they are a brilliant uh uh, rhetorician, right? Or or they or they are an amazing author, right? Uh, or that they have uh, the obvious skills of a future politician, right? Uh, but, but if but we make that the goal, yeah. And if we say, oh, we want them to be godly and, yeah, that's where we're creating two masters to serve, and yeah. you've got a your ability to di- differentiate which priority we're going to pursue at the moment. Mm-hmm becomes not so obvious which is why that verse is in the bible of course but um yeah that's it's hard so how do you develop realistic expectations um because i i don't believe that god calls us to just do whatever we feel like whenever we feel like it either um that would be nice though yeah forget it no i think i would last a whole half a day don't you? <laughs> Doing whatever we wanted to do whenever we wanted. And then well, be like, it okay, change. I can't take it anymore. It would change. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's you know, so so we do have to plan and be deliberate. And we do have to have some expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, what are our expectations? What are they centered around? I recently had a conversation with a real sweet homeschool mom who's in crisis right now. Um, serious crisis and she's like oh we've got to get some schoolwork done and, and um and I understood what she was saying because uh you know I understand that um that guilt that comes when your days are not looking the way you expect them to be but in this mom's particular case you know they were in some serious crisis and truly that didn't need to be the focus of what her day was. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you need to spend some time together and you need to recoup, make it through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the more structured school day can happen yeah. once you're settled back in and you're not dealing with these situations that are incredibly tough. So that may mean pulling back and, and maybe instead of getting, quote, getting scored done, what you need to do is 
play board games, read books, and cuddle. <laughs> you know, maybe that's yeah. what you need to be doing right now. It does seem it does seem like we cannot say this is what you should expect as a homeschooling parent. No, and because there are seasons. Yes. And there are extenuating circumstances. Um, there are families who don't have moms with hard pregnancies who don't ever move <laughs> you know who don't have other illnesses that come up or... whose dad worked in a, a nine to five mm-hmm. with you know life is very consistent and life is very scheduled and I'm starting to feel the envy well up within me um, right. they, there's not many of them out there <laughs> no but you know that there are families um, for for whom they can predict where what 180 days they're going to be you know opening up the books with their kids a year in advance. You know what I mean? There are families whose lives are set up in such a way with with not a lot of disruption. And so, you know, they can they can pursue that kind of thing. But then, I mean, that's not the majority. You're right. I mean, that's that is a very small minority. But then there's the rest of us mm-hmm. who have things come up and you know, I would love to be able to sit down and say these are the days quote we're doing school. You know, these are the days we're going to hit the books hard. But the truth is, I never know when the visiting missionary is going to be coming into town and when I'm going to need to have our home opened up. And, you know, if my expectation is all about the academics, then I'm going to miss this wonderful opportunity to not only serve this person or this family, but for them to impact my children. Yeah, it's, it's not you missing it. It's the whole family missing it. Right, right. Yeah. But because of my expectations, we're going to miss out on something that could be incredibly formative in my children's lives. And that would be a real shame. That would give them a context, a wall to hang all of the things they're learning in the overly academic Yeah, why why do we have to do this, learning this language? Well, God may call you to another place. And language learning is really important. So it seems like what we can do is put up some guardrails for expectations. And, and on either side, obviously you would have um, that these things need to be um, God's expectations, not your own. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this isn't schooling kids God's way. <laughs> um, that's not where we're going with this. but Because but that it, looks very different in it, every family. Yeah, you got to understand when something is self-imposed and, or unrealistic. Uh, Time restraints are, you know, I find that, um, you know, the more children you have, the more transition in your day you have, because you're having to transition more people, the fewer things that, you know, the longer everything takes and the fewer things you can get done. And so many of the moms sit down as if they have all the time in the world and they plan out their, quote, subjects as if they're going to have a bell ringing every 45 minutes to change subjects. And the truth is that that is just not the way a home works. And especially the more children you have, the more things you have. I mean, it's not even really efficient, but that's a whole other topic. Um, But um, having just a proper expectation of how long you're going to sit down at the table or at the sofa and work on things... um, we could have an expectation that we should all be up and doing school by 7.30 in the morning, but that's very unrealistic in our family mm-hmm. because that doesn't, we don't function that way. Mm-hmm. And um, I could have an expectation that we would go until XYZ was done, but that may mean some days we're, we're doing 
doing schoolwork into the almost dinner time, you know, because I plan too much to do. And so I put, I put limits, you know, we don't start before this time. And by this time, no matter how well we've done, <laughs> we're done, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and that's on the, the scheduled days, you know, that's on the, the more structured days. I would say, I would say also know what, what else God expects of you. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not to uh, put unrealistic expectations in. No. Uh, you know, God does not expect a a wife with five little ones to be the head of a women's ministry or to um, you know be the lead on just about anything right. in the church. But there are uh, every every person, including the the overwhelmed mom of five children in the church has a gift that is meant for the common good of everybody in the church. Mm-hmm. There are seasons when she can exercise it more and some less, but it always has to be exercised. It always has to be stewarded to the common good of everybody, as Peter says. And uh, and so you're, you're, what you're doing in your schoolwork, what your expectations are for what you're going to get done at home in school time, in quotes, uh, cannot be so much that you have nothing left well, I would, anywhere else. I would say that that's true even even more close to home. And that is, they cannot be so much that you have nothing left for your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot yeah. of, of young homeschool moms who have so prioritized homeschooling that, um, I mean, it is hard to have little ones and at the end of the day, you know, have much to give. Yeah. So he comes home and she's stressed out and she's wiped out and she hands him uh, the lesson plans for the rest of the work and says, I'm going to bed. <laughs> he I was thought he was going to be with his wife. But yeah. I was, <laughs> and I was just thinking more... Um, she's just spent. Yeah. Has nothing left. Yeah. Because, it's, because her expectations are so high that she's driven herself and the children so long and so hard. Yeah. She has nothing left. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it has to... It has to I mean, a part of learning is taking into account the greater church community around you. Absolutely. And, being, and your children need to see that and learn that from you, and it needs to be a part of life. You know, at practicing hospitality. Yeah. I know, I know families that would say, we can't practice hospitality and get all our schoolwork done. Yeah. And I would argue uh, hospitality should be part of your schoolwork. Yeah. Um, which means there's something wrong with the expectations there. If what you're saying is we have too much reading, writing, math, history, science, and art and music, <laughs> yeah. um, that we can't open, we can't fulfill commands in scripture. Yeah. yeah as yeah. a result. Yeah, definitely. Expectations are out of whack then. So the monster wants to get out of the closet. <laughs> That's it, such a wonderful word picture. It happens honey. in all of our all of our homes. Husbands, help your wives. Please don't add to their expectations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's another that's podcast. That's another podcast. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Don't it's add less. to the expectations. Help your wife dial it back because most of them are try- are overdoing it, trying to do enough. Yeah. They need your help to keep the monster in the closet. Hi, this is Eric from Highlands. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast from Kara and Steve Murphy as much as I have. The Murphys have long written for our magazine, Every Thought Captive, and I'm thrilled that we're getting to hear even more from them as they seek to apply scripture to their everyday lives. The Murphys are just a part of the community of believers that make up the teaching at Highlands. 
We are adding new voices all the time as we seek to learn from each other about what God would have us to be and how He would have us to live. You can find this podcast and all our other resources on our website at highlandsministriesonline.org. I value your feedback. You are who we are here for. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, please don't hesitate to email me at info at highlandsministriesonline.org. 